Today's daf is daf Kuf Yud. We are holding around uh, 12, 13 lines from the top of Kuf Tes Ahmed Bey's Tanura Bonon. All right, so the, uh, this is something we've been dealing with uh, yesterday already. We're talking about Gezel Ger. So the scenario of the situation is a person stole from a Ger and he swore falsely that he doesn't have it. And uh, the situation over here, so now if he would have admitted, so then he would have had to pay a Karen Chomish to the person he stole from, and a Karben Asham he has to bring in the Beis Amigdash, he has to bring it. But the case over here was that, he, uh, that the Ger died. And we had yesterday Machlokas of Yosef Lili and Rabbi Akiva as to when the admission can be taken place uh, Rabbi Yosef Lilian, the admission is talking about after the Ger died, he admitted. And so that's what the Torah is referring to, because if he admitted before the Ger died, then he could be Michael to himself, which we, we're not going to get into. But the point is that in the case where he has to now pay and the Ger is no longer alive and there are no relatives, so the Torah says that basically it transfers to Hashem and Hashem gives it to the Kohanim. So that's obviously the Karen and the Chomish. The Asham he has to bring. Now we're going to see that the Asham is brought to whichever Mishmar is there. There are 24 Mishmaras that rotated, right? Uh, the, the 24 Mishmaras, basically most of the Mishmaras got to go twice, a, uh, it was a week, a, a year, they got to go two weeks. The first couple got to go three times because there's more than 48 weeks in the year. But anyway, the point is whichever Mishmar it was given to, that was given to, we're also going to see that the, the, which Kohen got the money. So we're going to see that just as the carbon went to the Mishmar, the money also was divided amongst the Mishmar. We're going to see, it's very interesting, is it's possible that the money is given to a different Mishmar, but it's actually, but it's tied. It has to be given to a Mishmar, so it is tied to the carbon. So let's read this inside, all right? So, Tan Rabbonin, La Hashem La Kayen. The Pasuk says that the, uh, that the, uh, the guilt payment, the asham hamusha, which we're going to see means, but even though it calls it asham, but it's really the money payment has to be given la kayen. Goes to Hashem, and then it goes to the kayen, right? Kanal Hashem, that Hakurish Baruch acquires it after the ger dies. Unasana la kayen, and Hashem gives it, gifts it to the kayen, who whichever kayen is at the mishmar when the robber comes to get his kapora. How do we know that you're talking about, but I understand it has to be given to a Kohen. It says in the Pasuk, but the Pasuk doesn't say anything about the Kohen that's in the Mishmar. So therefore, his second cousin's a Kohen, he wants to give it to that Kohen. How do you know it has to be Dafka given to a Kohen that's on the Mishmar? Because because when the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says that this money has to be given, the, 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 the Asha money with the guilt payment has to be given, aside from the ram that is coming for atonement that he is giving, right? So it links the two. The money has to be given aside from the ram. That's a linkage. Now the ram for sure, we know, has to be given to the Kohen on a Mishmar. No other Kohen's around, right? So just as the ram can be, has to be given to a Kohen on the Mishmar, and since the Torah links it, Milvan, aside from the, 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 the money, you have to bring the ram, so therefore, the Chayra, so therefore, just as by the the aisle, clearly, the restitution, the payments that are being paid here, which are linked to bring the carbon, also must be referencing which Kohanim? The ones that are on the Mishmar. We're going to see it's divided up amongst all the Kohanim. All right, now, Tan Rabbonim. Now, Rashi brings down two different ways of learning this. We're going to learn the case over here is that the Kohen who stole, the person who stole from the Ger was a Kohen. All right? He himself was a Kohen. And not only that, the thief was a Kohen. Not only that, is he was a Kohen from the Mishmar. So this guy is a, is a Lamdan. He says like this, one second. He says that if anyway it would be having to be given to me on the Mishmar, right? Since I have first dibs at this money, so the way the way Rashi is learning, I should be able to keep all of it and not have, it's like keeping all of it is like paying the, the card. Of the, so why should I give it up to all the other people on the Mishmar? That, that's the cheshman the person wants, is trying to make. 
Right? Tan Rabban, we learned in a Braisa. Haresha, Haya Goizel Kayan. The Goizel, the thief himself, was a Kayan. Right? So, Menayan Shalayyaman. How do we know that he's not allowed? To make that kalva, uh, that 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 kalva uh, chaymer. How do we know? I cannot say. Since gezel hager, the uh, uh, rob property of a ger has to go to the kohanim anyway, who are on the mishmar v'harehu tachas yodi. And since it's already in my possession, because I myself already have the money that needs to be paid. So Yehei so I should able to be, I should able to keep it. Now Rashi learns, not just keep a portion. He wants to say that I should be able to keep all of it. V'dinhu, and l'chora, there is some logic that the person should be able to make this chesh. But what's his logic? Im b'shalacherim huzocha, l'chora, if he was on the Mishmar and a Yisroel, who's a thief, was bringing it. So he has a right to a Yisroel's portion that's something that is not in his control right now. He's able to take. So therefore, B'Shel Atzmo, something which is his, which is under his jurisdiction right now, what's the din? Look, Kol Shekain, all the more so. What? Right. Now, Tosa says the Chorah, the Kavachomer, seems to be somewhat of a flawed Kavachomer. Because at most, we have a concept of Dayo. You, when you would keep, when you get to keep from the Yisroel, you don't keep all of what the Yisroel has. You only get a Shevet. So how could the Kavachomer come and say that what? <coughs> right, that Tosa says is, is, a, is somewhat of a flawed Kavachomer, he points out. Now, now Rab Nasen, Aymer, Belashen, Acher, Rab Nasen, Builds up the logic here somewhat differently. He explains the Kavachomer somewhat differently. And now the what 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 the two principles that Rav Nosson's Kavachomer is predicated on is number one. There is a special halacha that if a Kohen wants to bring a carbon himself, private carbon, he wants to bring his own shlomi, he wants to bring his own. He donated himself. He wants to bring right. He does not need to go to the mishmar to get it done. He gets what he call the fast pass, right? He gets the fast pass. He can bring it and eat it and divide it by himself. He doesn't have to give a share with any. That, that's that's one halacha. The second halacha is is that he doesn't have to do it himself. He can take one of the people of the mishmar and say, "I'm giving you the rights that I have," and then that individual, by the way, gets sole exclusive rights. To the bringing the korban and, and, and dividing up and having the, the the meat and the skin himself. So uh, that's that's what the Cohen's based on sukkum. We're going to see sukkum in a moment. So that's information you need to know, which now will build up the mach the kalva chaymer. A Cohen can fast pass with the mishmar if he wants to bring his own korban. That's number one. Right. Number two, he and number two, he, he can. He doesn't be part of the mission. Do but number two, if he wants, as long, right, he can make, he can appoint somebody and say, "Listen, I'm giving over my rights to you," and that person then now inherits those rights. That person now brings the carbon himself and divides himself without the rest of the mishmar. He can choose one of the mishmar and give it exclusively to that one guy. Or choose, and also he could, or or he could say, "This is my friend. I'm giving him my." Yeah, from, 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 the from the mishmar, from the mishmar. Yeah. Yes. The that are the two things we need to know, right now. Well, how does that help us? Here? So Rav Nason Omer Beloshen Achaz. Rav says the Kavachome in 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 in, in a, he, he, he builds it up differently. He says like this: Ma davar she'ain lochelik bo ad she'ekanes bershuso. Is that concerning something that a person of the Mishmar has no rights to unless, until it comes into his possession. And the way Rashi explains this means, i.e., something that a Kohen wanted to bring. Let's say something that the Kohen himself has, Kohen has to bring. None of the people of the Mishmar have a right to a Korban that the Kohen wants to bring. Because as we said, because the rule is that Kohen doesn't need the Mishmar. Right. However, if that Kohen says to this guy on the Mishmar, I'm giving it, so now it enters his domain, he now gets it and he doesn't have to divide it amongst the other ones. 
So therefore, my darvish ain't no chelik bo. Adjikan is b'shut. So something that belongs, let's say he doesn't have a chelik in it because it belongs to a kohen, and the kohen could bring it himself. It doesn't belong to him until the kohen decides to give it to him. That enters directly into his possession. And kashikin is l'shut. And when it does enter his possession, i.e., it's given to him by that other kohen. None of the other people of the Mishmar can take it away from the Kohen that the original Kohen appointed to, right? So, So, something that a person of the Mishmar has a right to, i.e., if it's a stolen property of a, uh, that a Yisrael stole from a Ger, the guy on the Mishmar has a right to it because the Torah requires that that Yisrael give it to the people of Mishmar. So something that a person who's on the Mishmar has a right to, right? So then, so if it's already in his possession, isn't what it mean, therefore nobody else has a right to take it from him. So i.e., if it's the Kohen that's stolen, so he already has it in his possession, so Lechorah, he does not have to divide, he should not have to divide it up amongst the other brothers of the, right, from the, from the, from the Mishnah. You hear the Kavachom, Rav Nassim's Kavachom. So right, so that is, that again, the idea is the same. He wants to be able to keep the whole thing Himself, right? So Mordechai says, like that Kalvachaimer also, the reasoning of that Kalvachaimer is not correct. Why? Because, like this, let's just focus on Rav Nassim's Kalvachaimer for a moment. Rav Nassim's Kalvachaimer was, is that if a Kohen wanted to bring a carbon, think about a Kohen stole. A Kohen wants to bring a carbon, then the people of the Mishnah have no rights to it. Why do the people of the Mishnah have no rights to it? Because that Kohen doesn't need them. He fast-tracks, supersedes them, brings it. Okay? Now, if he decides to give it to one of them, then the other ones have not, they can't say anything about it, right? He says, that might be true, okay? But now you're making a jump. You're saying is, but let's say the carbon we're talking about was the stolen property that was stolen by a Yisroel. Now you say, well, now that that one, that Cohen has a right to it, and it's already in his possession, he should be able to keep it all. If he is a Cohen himself who stole, he says that's not a good kavachomer because in the, the in, in the we're comparing the uh, case A to case B. Case A was when it's a Cohen who wants to bring a carbon. Now it's true when it's a carbon wants to bring a carbon, none of the kohanim have a right to it, and whoever he gives the right owns it exclusively. But in a case where somebody steals from a ger, the Torah determines that what. That all the Kohanim of the Mishmar have a right to it. So the fact that you have a right to it, the fact that it's in your property right now, doesn't, doesn't take matter. away from the I mean, fact the that the other Kohanim have a right to it. So that's it's not a good Kalvachomer, right? So when it says like this, so when it says the Chayrulay, it's not a good Kalvachomer. Because Im Amar Bedavrish Ein Lechelik Bo. If you're going to tell me we're talking about something that none of the people of Mishmar have a right to it, i.e., the carbon that is being brought by, a regular carbon that's being brought by a Kohen, so then Kashem Shein Lechelik Bo, Kach Ein Lecherim Bo. So therefore, just as this one carbon on the Mishmar doesn't have a right to it, none of the other Kohanim have a right to it until the Kohen says, I want you to bring it. So I understand that case. But Tomer, can you apply the logic then to the case where it was something that was stolen from a ger? Even if it's a Kohen who stole from a ger, but at the end of the day, the Torah says, what do you do with the principle and the Chomish of what was stolen from a ger? That's not exclusively given to one. Even if that person has it in his domain, it's still something that all the other ones have a right to. So therefore, Taimar Begezel, Shekashem Shiesh Lachelik Bo. So therefore, just as he has a Chelik in it, Kach Yesh Lacherim Chelik Bo. So others, this is the question. So just as he has a Chelik in it, but so do every other person in the Mishmar have a Chelik in it. So you can't compare that case. It's apples and oranges. Ella says the Gemara, what the rule should be is that even though it's a Kohen who stole it and he has it now in his possession, he hasn't given it to them, we take it away from him. And he has to divide it up amongst the entire, uh, what's his name? Amongst the entire Mishmar. And he cannot claim exclusive rights to that money without having to divide it up amongst the other brothers in the Mishmar. Okay, let's go on. Says as far like this. Says the one like this, 
that I, but we do have a problem here because there is, as we mentioned, there is a principle of haksiv v'ish es kedoshav lo yiyeh that um, that we're talking about the kohen that his holy items shall be his uh, his own, right? That means that when a kohen well, brings a Right, now, when Cohen brings a carbon, we say he has full rights to it. And since we said, by the way, the money is a connected to the carbon as part of the atonement, so why doesn't that alone indicate that what? That he should have exclusive rights to it, as by, because this is an offering being brought by a Cohen, right? So when it says, you're right, it must be talking about, what, I, so why, when the Torah says that the Gezela Ger is uh, in, in, in the Brysa that's divided up amongst the other Kahanim, what happened to the Pasuk that he gets to keep it himself? So it must be talking about Hamaskin and became Tame. Is that the Kahan became Tame. Now, therefore, why does that change the difference? What? It's Tame, he can't go up to the no, he can't bring the carbon himself. So it's, right. And since it, that's the case, now, then it would be divided up. He's not, he's not even in the park to be able to get it then. He's like, he can't eat it, he can't bring right. it. So that's the case. Okay, Moran says, like, Iba Kain Tomei. So then Moran says, but it can't be that the Bryce is referring to a Kain Tomei. Because the way we refer to it was Dover Shiesh Lochelikbo. It says that we're talking about that this Kohen, the way the Kavachorm went, since he has a Chalik in it, he should get to keep the so whole thing. No but if it's a Kain Tomei, he doesn't have a Chalik in it. Right? So when it says like this, but maybe uh, is like is Does he really have a chelik in vistame? Ella says the Gemara. There must be a whole different reason why the Kohen cannot claim exclusive rights, specifically in the case of Gezel Ager, even though he has exclusive rights in other areas of Kurbanis. Why? Because Asya Lakayin Lakayin Mizdeachuza. There's a Gzeira Shava from the word Lakayin, which is written by Zdeachuza, and Lakayin that's written here by Gezel Ager. Now let me tell you the rule by Zdeachuza. Zdeachuza is as follows: If a person uh, donates to the Beis Hamikdash ancestral property, okay, so he donates the Beis Hamikdash ancestral property, he has. Till the Yovel, he can come and redeem it himself. If he wants to redeem it himself, he can redeem himself, and then comes the Yovel, it's, it, 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 it'd be fine, it's no problem. However... Wait, Yovel comes back to him? No, he loses no, 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 he would lose, but he can redeem it. Up now, until... Up until the Yovel. Now, what happens is, let's say he wasn't redeeming it, and the, the treasurer decided to sell it to a third party. Okay? So this guy, the treasurer After goes to the oval, before the oval. Before the, the treasurer goes to the original guy and says, "You sold ancestral land. You have the first right of redemption. You want to redeem it? I'm giving you the option. You don't. We need money right now. I'm, th- I'm selling it to a third party. Sells it to a third party. Now comes Yova. What happens to the the? Maybe, uh, maybe in that case, it does go back to the original guy. No. Says the Torah that that property now is divided amongst the Kohanim on the Mishmar. Whichever Kohanim are on the Mishmar, when that Yovel hits, it now becomes, goes into their bank account. It becomes their, right. uh, their property. Right, that's the halacha, right? So now, the case we're going to deal with over here, a similar case. What happens if the third party happens to be a Kayan? So what does this Kohen say? He says, listen, and I was going to be, let's say we can make it easy, let's make a sweet pot, and on the Mishmar. So therefore, why should I divide it up? Let me just hold on to it. Right. Right? So that, why don't we say that? Let's see. Someone says like this. So therefore, uh, uh, learning it out from Lakon, Lakon from Steachuza. Steachuza was the consecration of an ancestral field. The sign of the Lord of the Now the Pasuk over there like this. The Pasuk says that... Uh, in, if you take a look in the Torah or Hashalim, it's Gimel, right? It is Gimel. Then that field that goes out during the Yov will be Kodesh Hashem, right? It'll become consecrated to Hashem like Kesdei Cherem. Kesdei Cherem is a certain type of gift that's given to the Kohanim. To the Kohen, it'll belong the, 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 the uh, ancestral heritage. Now, the word, that second, that last, achuzoso, is, is, is redundant. Because you should say, la kohen tiyeh. She'll be to the kohen. Why do I have to say, la kohen tiyeh? We know we're dealing with a, an uh, ancestral property. Why do I have to mention the word achuzoso again? So what, did the, what is the price of darshan? So achuzoso, matamad lomer. What are you learning from that extra word achuzoso? So therefore, like this. Minayin l'sdeha yotzer l'kohanim. Rebbe yovel, 
right, from where do we know that if there's a field that's going out to the Kohanim at Yovo, Vigawa Echad Mina Kohanim, and the third party that purchased it before the Yovo also happened to be what? A Kohen. Minayin Shalom Yomer. How do we know that that third party Kohen should not say, since it's anyway going out to the Yikonim on Yovo, I already have taken possession of it. So let me let it stay now in my possession, in my domain. And there is some logic to this. That if I, on the Mishmar, would be on the Mishmar, I get a right to a portion of it. If somebody else, it would be somebody else's property, right? A Yisrael's property. So there, Bishal me where I already have taken possession of this land. I already have it in my possession. So therefore, all the more so, I should be able to keep it in its entirety. Again, that little piece jumping up to, I should be able to keep it. Talmud Lomar, that's why the Pasuk says, because their cherem will be like a cherem field, which is given to the Kohen. It shall be achuzaso. It's the, the, this, this heritage, this ancestral. Why does it have to write it? Meaning, achuzashalom. He only has a right to get it as an ancestral heritage. He only has a right to get an ancestral heritage. But, uh, but, uh, where's the place? The aim lozu shalom. So that what he has a right. When it says for heritage, divide it up, he has a right to keep. But this property, he does not have a correct. What does it mean like that? What does that mean? yodo. It means like this is that it goes back to all the Kohanim, and therefore, in the law of ancestral property, it kicks in that it's divided amongst all the people of the Mishmar. That's his right. His right to it is as divided as part of dividing up ancestral property. Right. But the fact that he bought it as a private uh, individual, he does not have a right to that anymore. It, it, that, so that's what it means. As only that's why it writes the extra word achuzaso. To tell me his right to it is as and divided up as achuza, as an achuza, as an ancestral holding, not as something that he did as his own, as a, as his, as, as a separate purchase. So therefore, and among that, then he has a right, if he's part of the Mishmar, to divide it. Point being set, made over here, that's the law by Achuza. But, but since there's a Xeria Shava, Lakayan, Lakayan, between Steachuza and the Tin of Gezlager, so that'll same thing apply to Gezlager. So even though normally a Kayan has a right to say that if it's my Korban, my Kapara, my Toman, I can supersede the Mishmar, you don't have that right by a Gezlager. That's not something that he has the right to. Let's go back, Vaitan. Okay. Now, Tanar Rabban learned in a Brysa. We mentioned this principle before. Now we're just going to show where that concept is, is, is in the Torah. How do we know that a Kohen goes the fast track, right? He, can, he doesn't have to go through what they call that in Disneyland, right? He can go on his own. He doesn't have to stay and give it to the Mishmar. If he wants to bring a car, then he goes, he goes fast, right? So Moses is like this, because the Pazak says, Uvak bechol asher, and the Torah teaches Talmud Lomer. It says that the Kohen will come, whatever he desires to bring, whenever he wants to, and he can do the avoda, right? Now the second component, because there's two parts. One is that you get the right to do the avoda yourself. Number two, that the outcome of that avoda, being the meat in certain karbanas and the skin in certain karbanas, also is given to him as opposed to divided among the mishmar. So how do we know that? Because that only tells me v'sheres he can serve. But how do we know that not only that, but what the outcome of the avoda, the uh, the, uh, the meat and the skin, he's able to keep as well, Talmud Leimar, that if it's his holy things, it's his, it was his, he's the one who brought it, and he's the, right, he gets to keep it, right? So now, so, so how it's exactly, so how does this manifest itself, these two halochas, so what it says as follows, very interesting, we're going to again learn this the way Raj explains it, now let's say Cohen, okay, this Cohen has only got three fingers on one hand, the halocha is, he's not allowed to do the avoda, very interesting, but he is allowed to eat, a Kohen, it's a Bahamut, it's a Pesach in Parashas he's allowed to eat. He's just not allowed to do the Avoda. So therefore, let me tell you the concept over here. The concept over here basically is, is that if he himself, all right, is not able 
to, uh, to do it, he can't appoint somebody else to do it for him either. So he, he said that normally he can say to one of the Mishmar, okay, you know what, you do it, and exclusively it'll be yours, right? He can't do that, because that person has to represent him, and if he himself... What? He has to have the ability to do it to be able to assign it. Right, that's basically right. But the eating part of it... Wow. So then he's allowed to assign somebody to go ahead. He can either do it himself or assign somebody else to go ahead and do it, because... He himself is able to eat. All right. Oh, so, I'm sorry. He can't assign the, the somebody to uh, do the avoda. But he can assign someone who can eat it. So he can assign somebody to eat it. So therefore, Let's say he's a mishmar. Right. So now he can give the uh, to the coin of of that mishmar. And and the. One second, let me just make sure this over here. It sounds like he can do it for him, right? So, so what Rashi says like this, Rashi says is that normally he can appoint it to any Kohen because he doesn't have to appoint it to somebody that's on the Mishmar. Right, but this guy cannot appoint it to anybody that's on the only, mishmar. Oh. He has to; it has to be a kohen. He can only the most he can do is choose somebody that would have been able to bring it from the mishmar too, because he himself cannot do oh, it. He doesn't have okay. the broader. He right. can't give it to someone outside of the mishmar for that period. Of right? Time. Why? But he can give it to a particular person on the mishmar. No, period? I can't give it to anybody else because outside of the mishmar, because he doesn't have the ability to do it himself. So that, therefore, can't can, right. someone But somebody the on the mishmar so because. Because that person on the Mishmar anyway could be, so his, right, his right. Mishmar, however, 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 now the way Raji seems to learn is that, and he can get to keep. The Shaloi here is going on him. And, but he, can appoint, he cannot appoint any Kohen. It has to be somebody from the Mishmar. And he will be able to then take the, the, the meat and the hide for himself. The blemished Kohen can take it for himself because that... He does have a right have to. A right, to right, 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 right. He can't serve and do, but he gets a piece of it. No. Right. Now, the next piece is going to have to be clarified because this is difficult. But So now, if he was old or he was sick, right? So he's, not, he's not blemished, okay? He does have the right to give it to any Kohen, even a Kohen outside of the Mishmar. However, but he does not have a right to claim the meat and the, 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 the skin. That remains with the people of the Mishmar. Now the Gemara says, how do we reconcile this? How do we understand this? Gemara says like this. What is the, the level of severity of this person who is either old and sick? Meaning, question is, when if, when or not. is he too old and sick to be able to do the avoda? Is he too old and sick to be able to eat? I mean, what, what, what are we talking about over here, right? If he himself is, even though he's old and sick, he could have technically, would have taken him, it would be difficult, but he could have done the avoda, right? So then Lachora, say if he could do the avoda, so then he should also, let's assume if he can do the avoda, he can also then do the eating and, 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 and the skins. So should be his. And he lomatsi avidavoda. And let's say he's incompetent, incapacitated, incompetent. He's incapacitated that his mom is like not able to uh, do it. So then, okay. so he then Then how can he appoint a a, a kohen that's not part of the mishmar, right? Yeah. So what are we dealing with over here, right? The one is assuming, by the way, if he's too sick to do the avoda, he'd also be too sick to be able to eat and, and enjoy the to get it. But but the point is, and if he's not that sick, right? So then why can't he uh, keep, why does it have to be, give, give, relinquish his rights to the meat and the skin? So Amar Papa, Rav says like this, there's a very interesting uh, phenomena here. It says like this, Is that, it is a fellow that he's old and feeble or sick, and for him to do the shechita would be very difficult, right? Would be very difficult, would be with difficulty, right? Now, but the Ichi but at the end of the day, even though it's it's very hard for him to do, nevertheless, if he's able to do it, the avoda would be kosher. Right? On the other hand, 
and therefore mashvishlif, and therefore since he, even with difficulty, since he, he can still do it with difficulty, he's able to appoint a shliach, by the way, from outside the mishmar as well. Mashvishlif, right? Now, but achilo eating this person at this level of uh, age uh, of of a of age or or sickness. That he could eat, but his eating would be like forcing himself to eat. It would be like with difficulty having to eat. So that would be that's called achilagasa. Achilagasa is considered to be forced eating. Forced eating, when it comes to the halachas, when you have to eat something, we don't consider it to be a good achila. So therefore, since he's not allowed to eat that way, right? Right. So therefore, that type of achila is not. You're not yotze your achila. So if you're not yotze your achila, you're not allowed to eat a carbon that way. Therefore, it's as if he doesn't have the ability to give over the rights. If he can't, he doesn't have. The, so therefore, we cannot. He's, therefore, he loses. The right to give it to. His and where does that go? Divided up amongst the mishmar. So achila gaza lav kluma. That's not considered an act of eating. That's you're just destroying the food. That's why it's divided up. So we're talking about somebody that is very hard for him to do. It's hard for him to do the shchita. It's hard for him the eating. But a difficult shchita is still good shchita. A difficult avoda is still good avoda. But a difficult eating is not a good eating, and that's why he can appoint somebody for the avoda. He cannot appoint anybody for the uh, the food or himself. He cannot take it himself. Amram sheishes. I guess I guess it goes together. The meat and the uh, the, 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 the go, go together, together. right? I'm Rav Sheshis. Imhaya Cohen Tomei, the Korban Sibur. Now we're gonna have to figure out how this case comes about. But let's say the Cohen was Tomei, but it was a communal Korban. All right. So he was a Cohen on the Mishmar. He was Tomei. Now we do know that the rule is that in certain scenarios, Tuma. The, the carbon supersedes tumor. A communal carbon can be brought. A carbon basal can be brought if the majority of people are Tomei, you can go ahead and bring it, right? So therefore, so this fellow is Tomei, but it's a communal carbon. So therefore, <coughs> he can give it to any Kohen that he wants to do it. Because technically, since he could bring it himself, he can assign it to even a Kohen that's not part of the Mishmar. With me? All right. Now, however, even if the Torah allows a carbon to be brought in a state of tumah, it does not allow a carbon to be eaten in a state of tumah. And therefore, this person, therefore, concerning the consumption of the meat and hide, that has to go to the people of the... Mishmar, he can't even assign that because he has no control over that. He has no right because he cannot do that himself. So the avoda he could do himself in a state of tumah, but not the achila, and therefore the achila is by the uh, the people of Mishmar. And one says like this again: Hey chidami, what exactly? How's this case manifested himself? Because like this, obviously you're telling me that the people of Mishmar are able to eat it. That means they must be tahor. Right. And if they're tahor, then what right does he have to shecht it or to do the avoda if he is tame? So therefore, the saying is he can afford, he can assign it to someone else because he could have done it himself. Why is he allowed to do it himself? Because tumah supersedes avoda. You can do a tumah is, uh, is allowed to. You can do tumah uh, for a carbon sibur. That's not true. If you have the rest of the mishmar that are tahor and clearly they have tahor, he doesn't have the right to do it himself. And if he doesn't have the right to do it himself. How can he what? Well, then how? Then how can, well, if he can't eat himself, how can he assign the Exactly. How can he assign it to outside a person outside of the Mishma? Right. That's the most question. What's the case? If there are Tahorim, so Avdi, then how can somebody tell me do the Avoda? When he's going to tell me there's no one is Tahor, then how does it say that he gives the meat and the skin to the people of Mishmar? They're not allowed to eat it if they're Tame. Right? Someone says, They're Tomei, they're not supposed to be eating it. So what's going on over here? So says the Gemara, That the people of the Mishmar, the rest of the people of the Mishmar are Tahor, but they're blemished. They've got missing fingers, okay? So now, how does that help? They can't shaft in that situation. Therefore, the only one who can shaft is he, and he's Tomei, he's allowed to shaft, but they can eat. Because he is Tameh. So that's how the case works out. So therefore, Eimah Lebaal Emumin, Tahorim, who owes a Mishmar, they're from that Mishmar. What's that? And the whole community 
community is coming, that's why he can do it. Well, the not question. The question is Kohanim. These are Korbanos that have to be eaten by the Kohanim of the Mishmar. The Kohanim Mishmar can eat it because they're Tahar. Right, right. How can he shaft it? Because there's no one available. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah. So if the community were not Tameh and there was no one else but him, he's allowed to shaft it even though he's Tameh? No, no. If there's other Kohanim that are Tahar, they could go ahead and okay, do it. Okay, but let's say, let's say the, 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 tahor, the Tahar Kohanim all have three fingers only. No, th- then he would be the only one who could do even it. Even right. though the community is Tahar. Even well. though, because they're meaning in the group of who can shech, he's the majority now, that's the majority of the group because he's the only guy. So therefore, yes, Fine. yes. All right. All right. Amaravashi. Imhaya Klein Gadol Onen. We have a situation over here. The Torah has a specific halacha concerning the Klein Gadol. An Onen is somebody, Minat Torah, the day of burial until nightfall is called an Onen. And an Onen is not allowed to do the Avoda if you're a regular Kohen. Except for a Kohen Gadol. So a Kohen Gadol can do the Avoda as an Onen, but he's not allowed to eat the Korbanus as an Onen. So he can do the service, but he cannot eat. All right? A regular Kohen... Can't even do the service. Can't even do the service. Right? We find that by Arna Kohen, right? Right. right. No. right. no, no, for sure not eating. For sure not eating. Right. There's not allowed to have meat. Uh, an Onen on the day of... Yeah, uh, 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 Shiva, you're allowed to have meat. Not right. an Onen. An Onen, right. So Moses is like this. But he's not allowed to... Right. So Moses is like this. Amr of Ashi. Imaya Kohen Gadol Onen. What? I think that's right. Right. Gadol Onen. So therefore, it's one of his close relatives passed away that day. He buried. He's considered an Onen. Knows He can delegate the avoda to any Kohen. Let's say he's, it's, it's an avoda that, that he's supposed to do. He can delegate it to any Kohen that he wants, right? Even if it's not from the Mishmar, because he could do the avoda himself. However, but but the meat from the avoda and the skins, the hide, is only can only buy them from the people of Mishmar. Because he's not allowed to eat it, he cannot if it doesn't he can't take it himself, he can't assign it out either. So what is it? Michael Myers one says that seems to be pretty poshit. I meaning the principle we already know. So what are you looking for? Another example? I mean that's poshit. Alright? So Michael Mash Valantanina, we learned in a it's actually a Beferja Brysa. The Brysa says, Kain Gadol Makriv Onen. A Kain Gadol is allowed to bring Korbanus even though he's still an Onen. Ve'ena Ochel, and he's not allowed to eat. Ve'ena Cholog Lechol Erev, And he's also not allowed to take a share to eat at night. It means you could say, okay, can't eat it today, but let him keep it till nighttime, because nighttime is not the Raisa and Onen anymore. So therefore, let him keep it till nighttime. No. He's not allowed to take a portion of it. If he can't eat it now, he can't put it aside. For later, don't leave it in the fridge. You can't, you can't leave it out for later either, okay? But anyways, the point is we see what his limitations are and what he's allowed to be doing. So why do we need to tell me that he can assign somebody for the avoda, but he cannot assign anybody for the achilo? Why, why do we already can't eat it? We know that. This Bryza says Beferish. The Bryza says like this. What the Bryza is going to suggest is the following, is that even though it calls it a compassion, it's hard to hear why is God being compassionate with him, letting him do the avoda, right? But the, but the point is that you might have thought as follows, is that, that the difference between the Kohen and a, a regular Kohen and a Kohen Gadol is that a regular Kohen is not allowed to do the avoda as an Onen, and a Kohen Gadol is. Now that's a special leniency, when the Torah calls it a special uh, chesed, like compassion, that Hashem does with the Kohen Gadol. But maybe that's only if he does it himself. But to delegate, maybe, maybe that he's not allowed to do, right? Kamash Malan, that, that since he can do it, he can also delegate it. That's the novelty that is being taught by Ravashi, right? Clear? I mean, I would have thought to say, that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu had compassion or was lenient with him of the Kohen Gadol, that's the Kruvehu, that's if he decides to do it himself. But if he's not doing it himself anyway, maybe he doesn't have the ability to delegate it out. El-Shavish lived to make an agent on his behalf. No. Kamash Malan comes along Rabashi and says, no. The same rules we learned before. If he can do it himself, he can make an agent as well. All right. Let's go to the next Mishnah. All right, we're continuing with halachas of gezel ager. So day the commissioner, hagoyzel as ager, a person who stole from a uh, convert, venishbalot swore falsely to him. All right, now uh, the mace, 
and the ger and the ger died, right? The ger dies. The ger dies. So about the ger dies, okay? Uh, now, harezim shalom keren bechaimish lekanim. That's the din we had before. Now, whether the admission has to be before the ger dies or after the ger dies, those machlokes are biyosi aglili and Rabbi Akiva. I'm not going to get into that. Now, now, so the the chomish and the keren and the chomish go to the kahanim. The asham he goes where that doesn't go to the kahanim. That goes on the mizbeach. Shenemar the im ein leish goel. That if there is no redeemer, there is no relative that can step up to take the place of the ger, of the person, which we said must be a ger, because everybody else is going to have relatives, but a ger will not have. So mainly, ish goel lahashiv, to whom you can make the payments to return. Lahashiv ha'asham elav. The word asham it doesn't mean carbon. We're going to see it means the guilt payment. The guilt payment, the payment of, of the principal and the chomesh. In that case, that payment is made, means Hashem takes possession of it, and he decides that what? That who do you have to give it to? You have to give it to the Kohen. Milvad, aside from the fact that you have to bring an Ayla Kippurim, uh, uh, you have to bring an Ayla Kippurim, you have to bring a Ram of Atonement, that is going to give you the atonement through it, which is the Korban Asham itself. Now, let's continue. That's the simple, that's what we're dealing with till now, right? That was what we're dealing That's regular, I guess, like, yeah, the guy dies without relatives. Now, this robber, was going up to Yerushalayim, he had stolen from a ger, and he's coming up to Yerushalayim, he's bringing the money, the kerem and the chomesh, and he's bringing the asham, he's bringing the carbon to offer in Yerushalayim, the mace, and now who dies? This is the, the thief dies, all right? The thief dies. Now the question is, what do we do with the proceeds and the animal? Okay, that's what we're discussing right here. So now, hakesev yinosen levonov, the money goes to his children, meaning that you, the, you don't give it to the Kohen. If a guy's dead, after Rahman uh, after death, there's no more kapora. That's it. All right? Some say he doesn't need kapora because death is the ultimate kapora. But anyway, the point is there's no more kapora. So there's no reason that the Kohanim should take the money. So what do you do with the money? This is stolen. This is it's not. Stolen. It's, it's, uh, no, it's not, it's not really stolen money. I mean, yes, it is stolen money, but you can't give it to the gears because there are no relatives to the gears. So therefore, and he, he himself, uh, so he, uh, now he, he was, at, the, he had special dinner, he had to give it to the Khan and as his atonement. But there is no atonement anymore. So what happens with that money? That money now is bequeathed to the children of who? Of the thief. So therefore, Kesvi and Osin Levanov. We're not talking about the children of the, uh, of, of the oh. Ger, because if the Ger had children, then we wouldn't have a Parsha bringing it to the Kohanim over here. It would have been oh, paid. They, oh, he's a Ger. Yeah. Oh, as long as they right. So therefore, Kesvi and Osin then the money is given to his children. Now, he already conferred on this animal the status of an Osham, but you can't bring an Osham if there's no one to bring it for. So what do you do with it? It doesn't automatically lose its status. So therefore, Osham Yira, you let it graze, Achi is starve until it gets a blemish, and then then you sell it, it becomes deconsecrated, and then the money goes to the bringing as a donation on the, uh, on, 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 uh, right, uh, on the base of English. Okay, so that's what you have to do with it. All right, now. Let's step, go up a step. Let's say he was able to already get to the Kohanim and he gave them the money already. Okay? He gave them the money. Before he could bring the carbon, he dies. So he never reached his full atonement because the full atonement is only by bringing the carbon. So you might think, therefore, what should happen over here? So the Yorishim should be able to say, since there's no atonement for our father, so therefore the money that he gave to you isn't really counting either as an atonement, so you should have to give that money to who? Give it back to the Yorishim. To the Yorishim. You might think that, but that's not the halacha. So therefore, Yorishim The Yorishim are not able to come and extract that money from the Kohanim. Shanemar, because the Pazak says, Isha Shayitain La Kohen. When the person gives it to the Kohen, lo yiyeh, it belongs to the Kohen. Means once it's given, 
No backsies. You can't get it back. It's done. All right? Even though the kapara wasn't atoned, the card wasn't received because the kapara would only be received by what? By the ashram that you bring. And you didn't bring the ashram. It doesn't matter. All right, now. Now let's go through over here. We know that there were, at least in the first base of Mikdash, there were uh, 24 Mishmaros, the first one being Yoyoriv, and the second one being Yodayo. Right? So now we're going to see, based on Psukim, you need to have the money being given first and the carbon being brought second. If you bring the carbon before the money is given, that is the disqualified carbon. You have to go bring another carbon. So the money has to be given first. It's based on the order of the psukim. First money, then carbon. So what happened was as follows: is Yoyariv, you went and gave the carbon to the first mishmar, which was Yoyariv. And by the time you wanted to bring the carbon, already the second mishmar was the week was over, and now the asham leyodaya. All right, Yotza, you are Yotze, meaning it doesn't have to be the same Mishmar that gets the money as, uh, as long as it goes to a Mishmar, and as long as the order is correct, that it was money first, and then carbon second, you're Yotze, right? Okay, now, uh, let's say it was the other way around. Asham Yoyorib, you gave the first Mishmar, the animal, the Asham, the Kesev Yadaya. And you gave the money to Yadaya. So now it depends. If for some reason Yoyorev still have it, but have not yet brought it. Okay? So then, Yakriva uh, B'nai Yadaya. They can't say, no, let's, we'll hold it on for 20, we'll hold it for the next 24 weeks. You got the, and then it'll come out that we'll offer it. Uh, and, then, and then we'll offer, let's say. They can't do that. They have to give it now. They, it has to be brought. But they can't be the one who brought it because it was given to them first. They have to give it over to Yo Yoriv. Yakrivu Bnei Yedayo. They have to give it over to Yedayo and let Yedayo offer it because Yedayo got the money. Okay? So in such a case, now, the truth is that Yo Yoriv actually did something wrong. Why did they do something wrong? Because they should not have taken the carbon before they instructed him to give the money. So technically you could say it was, well, as long as the money was given, so let them bring it now. So it is coming after the money was given. We don't allow them because they messed up by taking the carbon before the money. So therefore what they need to do, they they, technically it should have been, right, no, no. So if they brought the carbon, it would disqualify it. But the fact they took the carbon before the money is a problem. So right, and therefore the guy could be like, what's the case? The guy didn't have the money right now. Come on, give us the carbon. No, that, that's wrong. That's wrong. And therefore, we don't let them hold on to the carbon. What do they have to do with the carbon? They need to give it over to the next Mishmar. And by the next Mishmar, they could bring it because that next Mishmar, the money was given first, and then the carbon is being offered. All right. So, therefore, like this. So then, uh, so, uh, that was Yotza. Asham Yoriv. Let's say Yoriv took the money, the, the carbon first. The Kesev Yodaya. Im Kiema Asham. If the Asham is still alive, so then Yakriva Bnei Yodaya. Then Yoriv should give it over to Yodaya, and the Yodaya will bring it, and they got the money first, and then they bring the carbon, no problem. But Im Lo, but if Yoriv jumped the gun, and they brought the carbon before the money was given to Yodaya, so then Yavzaviyavi Ashimacher disqualifies it. The order has to be that money first and then carbon, not the other way. And disqualify, you have to bring another Asham. Now, maybe Gazelo, because the rule is if a person brings the money, before the animal was offered, Yatsa, then you discharge your obligation. But Hevi Asham, but you first brought the Asham, before bringing the robbery, meaning the money for the robbery, then Lo Yatsa, you're not Yotze. Now, we know that there's two types of money there's the Keren and the Chomish. So how does that fit into this? So So let's say all you did was gave the kerem, but you haven't paid the surcharge. The extra 20% was not given yet. The chomesh does not uh, uh, hold back the atonement. Meaning the bottom line is you're still going to have to give it. But the fact that you gave it after the carbon, it's not the end of the world. As long as the kerem was given first. What talking about is the kerem. Correct. 
So Tan Rabban, we learned in a Brisa. It says, uh, Brisa is like this. Asham, the Pazak says like this, is that uh, the, 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 the word Asham is used, all right? But it says, There's no person to give the Asham to, so then the Asham is given to Hashem and he gives it to the Kohen. And what I was going to say, when it talks about Asham in the beginning of the Pazak, it's not talking about the carbon. It's talking about the guilt payment, the pay, the Karen by which you're assuaging your guilt that you're getting your atonement through. It's that's what the word Asham. It's not literally talking about the... The carbon. We're going to prove how we know that. Because that's the order. It's very important because it says the, the money's first and then it says the carbon. So that's what... So what it says like this. So Tanabon, Asham Zek Karen. The first the Karen. And, and it says Asham Hamushab. The Asham that is returned. The word return is, is redundant in the Pasuk. Because it could have just said Asham... Hamushab, the Pazak says, Asham Hamushab La Hashem. What have the Hamushab? That's talking about the Chomish. The word Asham is referring to the Karen. The word Mushab that is returned is referring to the Karen. Now, maybe not. Maybe it's classical Asham. With the word classically, what does Asham mean? It means the animal. How do you know it doesn't mean the animal over here? Maybe the word Asham means the ram itself. When it says, and Lamai Nafkamina. Now, what difference does it make? whether or not the word Asha means the money in the beginning of the Pasuk, or whether the word Asha means the animal, is there going to be a practical difference? At the end of the day, you have to bring all three things. So is there, says, there is a big difference. La'afuka made the rubber, because rubber learned the following thing. We know that a carbon cannot be brought at night, and also a carbon cannot be brought in, 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 in installments. It has to be, you can't chop it up and bring it. So he learns, since the Torah refers to the money as an asham, which is like a carbon, the same thing, you can't pay the Kohen at night, and you cannot pay in installments, you have to pay the whole, the whole Karen at one time. So that makes a big difference, because he learns that because the money is called an asham. But if you tell me the word in the Pasuk, asham doesn't mean money, it means the carbon, then you don't have those limitations of Ravah. What says like this? So I forgot made Rava. The difference will be to the exclusion of Rava's teaching. What did Rava see? Dama Rava gezel la gerushek zirubalayilah. That if the ger gave back to the kohanim at night, lo yotzo, you're not yotzo. Hekzira chatzayim. If he gave it in installments, in portions, hayoyachatzayim, lo yotzo, you're not yotzo. Why my time? Because Asham kari rachmana. Because the Torah calls the money an Asham. It has the same status like a carbon, and therefore it has to be brought by day, and it has to be brought in entirety. Right? Okay. So now, how do you know, though? How do you know it uh, when Asham in the beginning of the Pasuk does not refer to the carbon, refers to the money? Because at the end of the Pasuk, it says that after doing the Asham, it says, Milvad, aside from the Eilakipurim, uh, the Ram of Atonement. So the Ram of Atonement clearly is talking about the carbon. So the beginning of the Pasuk that uses the word Asham cannot be talking about the carbon. What must be referring to? Must be talking about the money. That's what it's referring to. So there we have Asham Zu Karen. Tanya Idach, along the same lines, we have another Brysa. Brysa says as follows, Asham Zekeren. Asham's referring to the principle, right? And Mushav, that's the Chomesh, refers to the Chomesh. Or Eino Asham Zekhomesh. How do you know that the word Asham does not include in it the word, the, the, the Chomesh? How do you know it's referring to the Chomesh, right? Right, or maybe just the Chomish without the Karen. How do you know that? Someone says, Lamai Nafkamin, what will be the difference? Again, La Fugmat Nisan, because then it's going to come, the exclu- it'll be a make a difference in terms of the ruling of our Mishnah. Because in our Mishnah, it said that if you gave the Karen and you didn't give the Chomish, it doesn't prevent you from being Yotze. You can give the Karen, then bring the carbon and give the Chomish later. Why? Because it uses the word Asham first, and then it uses the word carbon next. So now, but if you say that in the word asham is the word, it also includes in it the chomish, then it comes out that the chomish is ma'akev, bringing the carbon. The chomish has to be before. So Moses is like this, nanasunas ha'keren, velonasunas ha'chomish, and a chomish ma'akev, the chomish does not prevent you from being yotzei. So adarabba, chomish ma'akev, so on the contrary, if the word asham includes the word chomish, then chomish would be ma'akev. So then how do I know that it doesn't? So because when it says, the Pazak says that you have to give the Ashama, we're going to see it means the principal portion, you have to give it uh, uh, first together with its fifth. So you see that, you see the word Asham and Chomesh is being separated. So you see Asham clearly refers to the Karen and not to the 
Chomish. All right, Tanya, the third b'risa. Asham zekeren. The word asham it refers to the keren. Hamushav zeres is referring to the chomish. Or the gezel ager kosmetaber. And the pasuk is referring to the case of gezel ager, where you stole forcefully, you took something away from a ger, and then you denied having done it, and you swore falsely. That's what the parish is referring to. Or eno ella hamushav zekefel. Maybe it's not talking about gezel. Maybe the pasuk is talking about gneva, where you stole and from a gne from a ger surreptitiously, and when refers to that the, the mushav, the additional payment, maybe it's not referring to the, uh, the Karen and the Chomish, maybe it's referring to Karen and Kefal, it's a case of Gneva, not a case of Gzeva. Which, by the way, there is no case like, this would be like a new Chiddush, that there is such a case like this in the Torah. Kashu Omer, the Heshev is Hashem Barosho. The Pazik says you have to return, the primary, the, the principle has to be Barosho. It means that's what's being returned. In addition, Vechamishiso, in addition to the fifth. So since it's saying all you have to return is the principle plus the fifth, clearly we're not talking about a case of Gneva over here, we're talking about a case of Gzela. Because if it was a case of Gzela, you wouldn't just be returning the Keren, you'd be returning the Kefal. It's Maman that only has to be paid in principle, which excludes it being a case of Gneva, it must be a case of Gzela. Gufa, this itself was mentioned by Rova earlier. If you gave back Gzela of the Ger to the Kohen, you paid him back at night. Lo yotza, you're not yotze, because it's asham. It has to be like the carbon can't be brought at night. Hegziru chatsoyin. If you brought it in installments, lo yotza. My time. What's the reason? Because asham kariachmana. Because the Torah refers to Karen as an asham. Vama Rav and Rav also said gezla gersh ein v'shav epruta l'chol kain v'kain. Tremendous chiddush is that let's say it was it was a a a a a, a two hundred dollar Karen, but there's two hundred and fifty kohanim in the mishmar. You need to give two hundred and fifty dollars uh, prutas back. Let's go prutas. Two hundred prutas, and it was two hundred fifty. In order to be yotze the din of getting the kapara for your shvuas, your shvuas were falsely. You have to make sure that every kohen in the mishmar gets at least a pruta. Where do we get that from? So therefore, so shava So therefore, ager shein bo shava pruta lechol kain v'kain lo yotzei dechavosi. You're not yotzei. My time. What's the reason? Dechsev ha'asham ha'mushav la kohen. It says that you have to give the asham mushav return to each kohen. Each kohen has to have a, a, a return, which means something significant has to be at least a pruta. Hashav lechol kain v'kain. Fine. Go to each kohen. Boy, Rava. Rava asked the following shaila. Interesting question. Let's say Yo Yoriv has two hundred and fifty Kohanim. Yo Yadav has only two hundred. And the actual value of the Gazel is two hundred. So he says, Rain by Lemishmeras Yo Yoriv. There's not enough to give what 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 you're returning is not enough for Yo Yoriv. But Yeshbo Mishmeres Yadaya, but it is for the for the second week's Mishmar. There is enough. Mahu, what's the din? What's the well? Hechidam, what's the case? Elam the Avli Yadaya Mishmeres Yadaya. If you gave it to Yadaya, you showed up in the second week and you paid those Kohanim, the two hundred Kohanim, you paid them. Then what's the Shiloh? Obviously, that's good. Ha Islay the Isbe. That means each coin got a pruta. Look, the case must be in a different case. What's the case? It was your Yorav's week. But you don't want to pay your Yorav because then it would have cost you 250 prutas. So you gave it to the next week's uh, uh, Mishmar. When it says, the mine. What's the din? Now, what's the Havamin? You paid the wrong Mishmar. So when it says, no, but you could argue like this. Me, Amrina, do we say, came to love Mishmar to who? So the simple shot would be, you paid the wrong Mishmar, you showed up week one, how could you be paying to week two? And therefore that would not be considered Kaporo, and you would have to pay 250 Prutos to your Yorev. You can't rely on the 200 you gave to your Dayo. That's one way of looking at it. Below Kluma, I said, you did nothing that way. Oh, dear Moor, perhaps. Kevan de Lochazile. Since when you showed up with your 200, it would not have been enough for your yard because there are 250 of them. Therefore, it's already in place 
that they can't receive it because they wouldn't be yotze with it. So obviously, who does it need to go to? Would have to go. It only works for the next week. So even though you jumped the gun and you gave it a week early, but that's considered okay because that was the week that you would have to give it to anyway, and therefore would be okay. So therefore, so therefore came to lechazilei. So since it wasn't fit for the first week because it was too little, me karli yodayikai. From the beginning, it was destined to end up with your daya, and therefore that would be considered a good giving, even though you gave it a week early. Teiku, the more remains unresolved. Boy, Rava. Rava has an interesting Shiloh. No, no, this, we haven't got this. This Shiloh is like this. There is a din that if you're on a, a Mishmar with, with another Kohanim and they're dividing up the Mincha and you're saying, listen, the Mincha that we've got for that's coming today or the carbon that's coming today or I need, I, I need two ounces of meat and you need two ounces of meat. What's two ounces? You... I'll give you my two ounces for this carbon, so you end up with four. And the next carbon, you'll give me. You're not allowed to do it. You're not allowed to barter. The Shaila is by Gezla Gera, you're allowed to do that as well. The first Gezla Gera that shows up, I want a pruta, I'm going to do it with a pruta, you know. So you keep the first pruta. I'll, next, uh, the next one shows up, I'll take your chalik. Are you allowed to do that? Do so he own. says, boy, Rava. Kahanim, it's like a barter. Mahu shiachalku Gezla Gera, connected Gezla Gera. Can they barter one Gezla Gera, connect another Gezla Gera? Mi amrinan, Asham kari rachmana. Do we say the fact the Torah calls it an Asham, which means we're giving it carbon-like qualities, and therefore, so ma Asham, just as a carbon asham, you would not be allowed to barter one portion of it for another portion of it. So av gezel, so to gezlager and chok and gezlager can I gezlager? Oh Dilma, gezlager is mamon, it's money. It's not carbon really. It's uh, it's a financial thing. So why can't I switch my financial rights for your financial rights and and do that? So therefore, oh Dilma, gezlager mamonahu. So therefore, so that's the shaila. So Hadar Pashto, then Rava was resolved to Shaila. He says, no, Asham Kari Rachman. The fact that Torah goes out of way to call it an Asham means it's got Karbanis like qualities and therefore what? You cannot switch. Okay. Now, the Gemara wants to know like this. Uh, no, no. He actually taught it explicitly. Not that Rava asked as a Shaila, but Rava ruled definitively. I'm a Rava. Kohanim ain't choking Gezlager, connected to Zagel. They can I got barter Gezlager for Gezlager. Why? By the time Asham Karachmana, because the Torah calls it an Asham. Boy, Rava. Rava has an interesting question over here. The Kohanim that collect the Gezlager, how do we look at that? One way you could look at it, the Torah made them like Yorshim. Even though the Ger died without inheritors, they are inheritors. You know who the inheritors are? The Khan. The Torah makes them the Yorshim of the Ger. That's one way. Or no, or it's just, it's not a Yerusha. It's a gift from a Baruch It's a Matono. You have to, Akarish Baruch is saying, you need to gift them something. I want them to get, get a gift from you. So how do we look at it? Is it a Yerusha from the dead Ger? Or is it a matana that you have to give? The going to say, my nafkamina. Who cares? What's the difference? So what is it like this? So boy, Rava, kohanim begezlager. Yarshin havu. Is it a yerusha? Or the kavlu matana? Is it a gift havu? The my nafkamina. What's the difference? Says him. I'll tell you the difference. Kegayin shegazel chametz shavrov pesach. Let's say the person stole again. Our case. He stole uh, crates of whiskey from the ger, and now pesach has gone by. Now, if the shot is that it's a Yerusha, so you Yarshin, the same way as with the father, what would you have done? You would have said, Arashal You could have said, okay, I, it's not worth any to ban. So therefore, the Yarshim, Arashal Chalafanecha. But if it's not, it's not a Yerusha, you have to give a gift. You could argue, in order to give a gift, that's not called a gift. The male makes a difference. Is it a gift or is it a Yerusha? That could be one way of explaining it. So, says like this. If you say that they're Yorshim, Morris. So, this is what I, this is what there is to inherit, and that's what you have to inherit. Too bad. But if it's a no, that Kodesh Baruch wants them to receive a gift, so matana kamarachmona denesiv lahu. You have to give a gift, something significant. That's not significant. Tzitzis deals with the case we said you had to give a pruta to each one. How does it work with that sheet? The says maybe it's going like a different. It's not rav, it's rabba, because otherwise Tzitzis has a problem. We said each one has to give a pruta. How's that a pruta? Okay. You gave him you gave him nothing if it's a gift because after ba'amahu it's like dirt. Rav Zeira boy hachi. Rav Zeira asked the Shiloh differently. He says, "Afilo imtim selom and mekabel matana havin." You could even ask, ask the Shiloh, even if you understand that it's not a Yerusha, even if it's a matana, you could still ask the Shiloh. Haloi ba'ilan. He says that wouldn't have been a Shiloh, even if it is a matana. Still, da'ahu matana amarachmana denei salu. Because Hakadosh Baruch is saying you have to give the gift. That happens to be the gift. 
if the gift is that the, the stuff is still intact and it's not that's that's what you give because it has to be a gift doesn't necessarily mean you can't return what was stolen because that would be the gift that in that particular case so he doesn't make that's not the Shiloh so Elokikamibayolon the Shiloh will be like this when it make an upcoming if it's a Yerusha or it's a gift if you have ten animals you have to give Meiser Behemo. Now, if you receive ten animals from the father, and the father never took Maisa Behema, as a Yorish, you're Mechuyiv to do Maisa Behema. But, if you receive ten animals as a gift, there's no Chiv to give Maisa Behema. So, Nafgamina would be that if what was stolen was ten animals, ten Behemas, and Maisa Behema had not been taken, if it's a Yerusha, the Kohanim have to give Maisa Behema. If there's no Yerusha, it's a Matana, that's where it's going to happen, Nafgamina. So, Akim Kami Boilan, Kigon Shinoflo, Eser Behemos, Begezla Ger. So, do they have to separate Maiz Behemoth from it or not? Yorshim have other Yorshim. Damar Mar, Konobet Fisa Sabayis, that if you receive something as an estate, as a Yerusha, Chayovin, you have to give Maiz Behemoth. Or Dilmakab Matano Havu. Or maybe they're Makab Matano. This is the Tnan. Nitin Lome Matano. Put Maiz Behemoth. If you purchase something or you receive it as a gift, there is no Maiz Behemoth. So, my, what is the din? And we'll stop over here, gentlemen. We're stuck with the Shiloh. We have to figure out whether the, the Kohanim that received from the Gezal Ger, if it's a Yerusha, is it a Matano.